You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. Today on Max's Island, we have a special episode. Regulars to Max's Island may recall a visit to the island some time ago from David Maddox. David travels the world following his passion, seeing bands, following music, and also buying lots of t-shirts. He's good with his merchandise. One of David's favourite bands is Kiss. In this episode, we'll be reminded that David has attended 69 KISS concerts all throughout the world. But most importantly, he was recently in New York to see their final concert at Madison Square Garden. For David, seeing KISS for the final time was a real highlight. I was fortunate enough to speak to him just after he'd been to the concert. He was still soaking up the energy of that final gig and starting to reflect on what life might be without being able to go to a KISS concert. Enjoy this episode of somebody who really has done something for himself, followed a passion and enjoyed the live music for many years of a band called KISS. David. You're in New York. You've just been to the concert. How was it? Oh, Tony, it was it was awesome. I mean, the hype has been there for well, really for three years now because this was going to happen before COVID hit and threw everything back. So um, I think the true fans have been waiting, yeah, three years for this final, well, potentially final concert uh, ever of Kiss. So no, it was it was a very emotional and uh, an awesome sort of experience because the place was full of diehard fans and uh, yeah kids did their usual things uh, lots of fireworks lots of songs yeah, it was a great and an emotional time so was that madison square garden That's how great. many people yes. were so, there i think it's about twenty thousand people madison holds so yeah it's one of the holy grail of uh, concert halls you know along with the hollywood uh, bowl and uh, probably Wembley Stadium and, and, you know, Albert Hall, you know, some of them have just got that character that, uh, 
holds a, a bit of esteem. So yeah, to finish in New York, which is sort of where they started from, and uh, in front of a, a hometown uh, crowd was uh, pretty awesome. Though there were plenty of people from around the world there as well. So um, gr- great time. I assume that it was full of diehards, people that had travelled oh, everywhere, like yourself, across yeah. the other side of the world to be there to see this show. Yes. Yeah, I was the one in the black Kiss, kiss T-shirts along with 20,000 other people. So, um, <laughs> yes, people buying merchandise left, right and centre and um, all having fear of missing out if we didn't buy the latest T-shirts. And, but at the same time, always all wanting to have something slightly different to wear so that although we were 20,000 of like-minded people, you could think that your T-shirt was a cool T-shirt. So I had a uh, a Sydney concert T-shirt on, thinking that people might think it was cool that I'd come from Australia to uh, to, to see this concert, but no one said anything. But uh, I thought I was cool anyway. <laughs> that was uh, the main thing. But, um, as I said, th- three years in the making, and then two hours afterwards, it's sort of it was it's a bit surreal, really. You mentioned the two-hour show there. Some of our listeners on Max's Island from Australia will recall Kiss being at the AFL Grand Final and putting on a stellar show in broad daylight where the atmosphere was a little bit challenging for them to to hit their usual theme and and atmosphere. I can imagine, though, concert full of really well-known songs, the energy would have been high from the band knowing it was uh, back in New York City and, and their last concert. And I'm sure no expense was spared in terms of the pyrotechnics. You have seen a lot of KISS shows. Was this just part of the formula or was it a little bit special? Was it, did it feel like it was different? Uh, well, okay, this was, this was number 69 for me, um, 69th concert, and 22nd one of this final tour. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been going on a bit. Prior to the concert, the, the fever on, um, on social media was, oh, they're going to bring back the old, members oh they're going to do a four-hour show oh they're going to do all sorts of songs they don't do other times none of that happened it was the same exactly the same song set list as they've been doing for the last three years so the emotion really was more coming from the crowd and some of the dialogue between the band and the crowd about it being the last show but it's a very choreographed show. I guess with all those pyrotechnics going off, it's hard to to, to mess with that formula. And I, I, I think whatever they did, some people would have been disappointed. They could have gone, as I say, for four hours and, and brought back you know every band member they had and someone would have gone, oh yeah, but they didn't do this. Or, or they stuck with their tried and true and, and just gave us you know the one last shot of what we've been used to expecting from them. So yeah, plenty of contests, all songs that you knew, the diehards, you know, there's no filler there, it's all killer. Everyone uh, knows every song that's gonna come on. And funny enough, they finished with rock and roll all night for the four millionth time in a row. But uh, we wouldn't want it any other way, I don't think. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the charm of it is you knew exactly what you're gonna get. It's bit like going to McDonald's or something. It's, uh, it, you know, it's there and then you just soak up the experience. So it was great. I can imagine that, you know, a room full of diehards, they want to feel the awe of what they know, the things that's made them 
love the band yeah. for so many years like yourself. So, yeah, the familiarity piece is probably the most appropriate way to go. Yeah. They did They did a little bit of um, different before the show. They had some video going on the big screens where Gene, Paul were both reminiscing about the start of the, the band and things. So there was some... Sh- some sort of um, something different there in the, you know in the lead into us, so I guess to whet our appetite. And then they did a live cross on the small stage where they had uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons' children, and they were talking about the journey that they've had with their parents and how they just see them as dads and and loving fathers first and not so much as superstars with um, millions of uh, fans around the world. So, so there were those little bits that brought it in, and I think it, that was a um, a nice way of doing it, um, bringing the family element together. Because the Kiss fans pride themselves on being on the Kiss Army, and you know we're all for one sort of thing. So, bringing that family element in as well, yeah, I think was really good because the show was broadcast as a pay per view at the same time. So, I think that was used as a lead in to the concert for that show as well. So, people could pay forty dollars. US and watch the show from home if they wanted to. Not like kids to try to make money out of something, though. <laughs> Just um, a quick sideline. Did I see Paul Stanley was in hospital only a few weeks ago? He was. There was, there was a little bit of concern about these shows, and um, he, they did have to cancel three shows, two in Canada and one in America in the lead up to the uh, Madison Square Gardens shows they played the one before and then they played the two shows but yes he had pneumonia and uh, was sick in bed um, with drips in his arms a little bit like our Jimmy Barnes um, recently as well so yeah he had this flu pneumonia and um, yeah it was all a little up in the air as to how how well he was going to be and I guess that brings home the reality of you know these aren't young men anymore that are in high heels you know, boots and um, with all these pyrotechnics going off, really um, putting on a show for two hours at 70-odd. Yeah, I think some things can knock them about a little bit. David, being in New York, you know, it's a great city. The city is uh, certainly around Manhattan and obviously Madison Square Garden. It's a relatively small area, um, but intense with activity and, and emotion. Was New York embraced totally for this event and before and after, or was it just a single event for the night? No, no, there was, um, yeah, they, um, the New Yorkers um, or the city really embraced that this uh, was going to be the final show in their city. Some of the other things that were on is there were images displayed on uh, the Empire State Building of, the, of the, um, the band members for the couple of days before the show. If you wanted to buy a new Metro card to go on the subway, it had Kiss's imprint on it. So they did that. They had a pop-up shop that was open for a couple of days that was selling unique merchandise. Taxis had Kiss skins put onto the outside of the cars. And also all of their advertising was there. And, and billboards everywhere with the Kiss on it. So no, it was there was more than just that one event. Um, you went into some of the shops for bagels and things, and they had a special kiss bagel and things. So it was it was sort of a little bit like how um, 
one of our cities are when it's the AFL grand final, they adopt the, the team sort of colours. So New York was definitely putting it on for Kiss and yeah, all around the town. And then most people weren't just coming in on that day. Most people came in, or especially those people from overseas, um, came in a couple of days earlier. So there was plenty of the um, of the Kiss t-shirts and wind cheaters around. So we all had this secret sort of... Uh, code that we all knew we were there for the one last show and so we there's a bit of um, respect for each other there you know you would nod your head as you went past them that you were part of the army sort of thing so you know it was a, it was a great vibe that was there so it was more than just a little I guess say the analogy of maybe the grand final parade it was done a, a, an equivalent of that in New York City and as you said New York is a hyper city so everything is sort of magnified in that small sort of Manhattan space. Oh, another thing was there were um, pizza boxes with Kiss on them, but you had to buy a $55 pizza to get a pizza box with um, with Kiss's picture on it. I didn't get one of those, so uh, <laughs> I showed some restraint in, in not going to get one. But plenty of people did. I saw plenty of them around. So The local newspaper had them on the front as well, so... David, you mentioned that it was your 69th KISS concert. Yes. Um, that you've kept the record of that. And uh, maybe um, an another time we can go through each of those 69s if you remember <laughs> what, the what the final song was at each, each uh, concert. But um, Well, I think it would be Rock and Roll All Night for pretty much all of them. So. <laughs> Immediately after the event, you were probably with friends and, and others devotees who were had mixed emotions so did you um, walk back to your hotel or catch a cab and was it a time to reflect on what you'd seen not only on that night but also over many many years all right well it, it's not a spoiler now but the the curtain as, as such um, went down it it was slightly different in that they, they pulled poured all of this smoke into the auditorium and they had these screens dropped down that were saying, this is the end of one chapter, but the next chapter is about to arrive. And then they showed short films and holograms of Kiss's avatars. So it's all conjecture at this stage, but the thought must be that they're going to carry on in the form of avatars, a little bit like ABBA have done in, in London, and perhaps do, you know, AI concerts uh, as avatars so there was this relief of the concert there was the emotion of the concert finishing and then straight away this new sensation of this is the next chapter um, the masters of marketing that they are we weren't left waiting for a little bit so people were then well what does this mean what, what are we going to do and, and I think people were just searching for answers to that People hang around for a little while after the concert. The, the concert didn't empty. The, the auditorium didn't empty as quickly as it does before. We were all just talking to each other and a bit sort of lost, I suppose. Because, I mean, even me on this last tour, there was, you know, there was always another concert, always another concert, something to look forward to. And then there isn't. And, yeah, it, that, was, that was a strange feeling. It is a, still a strange feeling now. Um, that I've settled down a little bit, that there, aren't, there isn't another cruise, there isn't another show, you know, on the way. Spilled out into the um, 
onto the pavement outside of Madison Square Gardens and people were just milling around. And typical New York, there were a lot of um, hot dog stands there. There were um, people selling um, knockoff T-shirts and and people hugging and, and people just coming to terms with a bit of oh, emotional grief, I guess, that it was over. But And then everyone... You, you've got to get the you know, subway or walk the streets to, to get out of Madison Square Gardens. You know, no one's driving in there. It's just impossible to do. And so everyone was just streaming out into the streets. And we went to a a, um, a, a bar, funny enough, that was quite close. One of the four billion Irish pubs that are in New York City. And uh, and it was just full of like-minded fans all having a, a, a quiet drink and I guess critiquing the final show as to what did and didn't happen, and and then what's going to happen with these avatars. So, it, it, I think that relieved the letdown a little bit that there was a new chapter. And of course, people were being, "Oh, I'm never going to be involved with that." And other people are, "Well, let's wait and see what it is." You know, it, 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 there's that excitement. So, um, again, the masters of marketing did did a good job in in not quite letting us go and giving us something to hold on to so uh, that was it and even the, you know now we're into the next day it's just full of people that have come in that are, you know just they haven't just left the city i guess it's just it's just this army around david in typical kiss fashion you've just described i guess their commercial career their artistic career of trying new things, reinventing themselves, but the longevity, which is obviously a hallmark of their success. So really interesting that what was perceived right up until that point as perhaps being the real end is now just another junction in the road and there is going to be a future. So we all look forward to seeing that. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, the diehards will all come around and embrace whatever comes up and um yeah so thanks for joining us from new york city and enjoy the rest of your stay and uh, we'll see you when you get home thank you i'm just going to go and get a bagel and uh yeah settle down after the day so lovely to talk to you tony we spoke on the bus on the way home from work he was lost in the details of life Each day was a blur Oh work and no play And how, how had it turned out this way He told me his plan A short-term escape Five weeks on the Bibbulmun track Go it alone, no one to blame If he finished or fell back
Every sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky. Completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing. 